Hey everyone, Dr. Richard Lai here with Study Acupuncture with me. And right off the bat, I want to make sure that you're aware of something. Did you know that I have an email list and I've learned how to use it and I hope to use it in a way that's going to bring you value. So if you're on my email list with each podcast episode, I release a PDF, which helps you to study the material. And if you download any of the freebies on my website, you automatically get put on an email list that's going to alert you every time I have a new podcast or YouTube episode out. And another way you can keep up with what's going on with me is to follow me on my socials. You can find me on YouTube, hit subscribe once you find me. You just search for study acupuncture with me. Find my Instagram, search for study acupuncture with me and follow me. I post short reels of the gems of each episode from YouTube and podcast. And I post short stories of my day. So that's always fun. So for today's episode, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about the empty patterns of the large intestine. So let's get right into it. So now there are one, two, three, three empty patterns of the large intestine, and they are large intestine dry, large intestine cold, and collapse of the large intestine. So first, before we get into those patterns, we should talk about what's the function of the large intestine. And the function of the large intestine is to control passage and conduction. That's one of the functions. Another function of the large intestine is to transform stool and reabsorb fluids. So number one function is to control passage and conduction. Number two function is to transform stool and reabsorb fluids. So first function, control passage and conduction. That just means that the large intestine moves food through your bowels. It conducts it towards being excreted out. And that's a process known as mass action contraction or peristalsis. And this actually happens in your body continuously. It's sort of like a wave. Your large intestine is this long, smooth muscle, and it contracts like a wave, and it pushes the feces ahead of it, ahead of that wave, and it pushes it obviously towards the rectum. So it's important to remember this function and understand how a pathology can actually cause a dysfunction to this function. Because for example, cheese stagnation of the large intestine can actually cause a disruption to this conduction and passage function, and that can possibly lead to constipation. So the second function is to transform stool and reabsorb fluids. So that's a really important function for the large intestine. I mean, both of these functions are important, but this transformation and reabsorption of fluids, that has a direct effect on the quality of your stool. And what I mean by that is if the large intestine, for example, which is supposed to transform stool and reabsorb fluid, if it reabsorbs too much fluid, then that stool is going to be dry. All that fluid is reabsorbed into the body. And that can lead to constipation. But on the other hand, if it doesn't absorb enough fluid, and instead it leaves a lot of fluid with your feces, and that's when you have what's known as loose stools because there's so much fluid there. So you can see how your patient's bowel movement can be really affected one way or the other if there's some sort of pathology attacking the large intestine. So we reviewed the function of the large intestine, and now we can take that knowledge and we can dive into the patterns and we can understand the patterns more clearly now. So the first pattern we're gonna talk about of the three is large intestine dry. So with this pattern, it's dry, right? There's dryness, obviously, and it's affected the large intestine. Now, the question is, how did we get to the state of dryness? How did the large intestine get affected by dry? And for every pattern that we talk about, you can talk about the eight principles in reference to those patterns. It's in fact how you should evaluate everyone by understanding the eight principles of their disharmony. And the eight principles itself is foundational knowledge, and we should never get tired of learning about it and applying the eight principles because 
no matter how many years of experience you have as an acupuncturist, the fundamentals like the eight principles, it should always be part of your assessment process because it can tell you a lot about the disharmony. So if you didn't listen to part one of this podcast, make sure you go to the previous episode where I talk about the eight principles. But in a nutshell, the eight principles are interior, exterior, hot, cold, full, empty, and yin-yang. Now, these aren't either or statements, right? The point of the eight principles is just to help us as an acupuncturist understand how the patient's pathology came and the nature of that pathology. Meaning, where's the disharmony? Where did it come from? What's the nature of it? Because Understanding where it comes from, understanding its nature, that can tell us how to treat it. That can tell us the treatment principle. So back to the large intestine dry. The pattern is called large intestine dry. So how does one get large intestine dry or what causes large intestine dry? So for one, you can get it externally. You can get it from the environment. For example, if someone lives in really dry weather or maybe it's really hot where they live and that can actually also cause dryness. Now, number two, you can get it from poor eating habits poor eating habits that harm the function of the large intestine. And what is one of the functions of the large intestine that relates to what we're talking about? Function number two, which is to transform stool and reabsorb fluids. So with large intestine dry, we reabsorbed too much fluid and now the stools are dry. And that can be caused by poor eating habits like, for example, if you eat too late in the day, if you eat in a terrible emotional state, like you're stressed, you're unhappy, maybe you're eating too fast because you have to run between classes or you have to get to work. So those eating habits, poor eating habits can cause injury to yin. It can cause injury to the stomach, which is the origin of fluids. And that can cause injury to the large intestine as well. So right here, let's stop for a second and remember last episode where we talked about thinking like an exam question maker. So now as an exam question maker, it would be a really good question to ask a student, how did we get to this pattern? Since just now, we literally just reviewed how can we get to large intestine dry? We can get to large intestine dry by being exposed to warm environments or dry environments. And we can get to large intestine dry just by having poor eating habits. And what are those poor eating habits? Those poor eating habits are like eating too late in the day, eating too quickly, eating, you know, when you're stressed, because these poor eating habits that can actually deplete yin, it can cause the stomach and the intestine then to dry up. So that being said, what are the manifestations of large intestine dry? So we have a bunch of them. We have dry stools, dry mouth, dry throat, thin body, foul breath, dizziness. With the first three, dry stools, dry mouth, dry throat, those are the main ones that sort of jump out to us, right? Just because of the word dry. Now, if your patient complains of these three or even just complains about dry stools, that's almost enough to point the finger right away at large intestine dry. But when you study with me, when you study acupuncture with me, we try to never jump to conclusions. Instead, we try to use our comprehensive evaluation skills and we try to rule in the pattern that we're thinking that it could be. So how do we do that? We look at the rest of the manifestations. We also use other clinical examination tools to rule in the pattern. For example, tongue and pulse. So for large intestine dry, for the tongue, we would see a dry tongue. For the color of the tongue body, sometimes it'll be pale, sometimes it'll be normal colored red, but it'll have a rootless coating. So with normal colored red, there'll be a rootless coating. So with the word rootless coating, that's a really specific textbook definition of yin deficiency. And that's because large intestine dry, it'll usually go hand in hand with stomach yin deficiency. Either you'll get both at the same time, or you'll get one and then the other because dryness over time can lead to yin deficiency. 
Remember, yin is a substance, and dryness can occur as a result of not getting enough fluid. So with the tongue, we got the dry tongue, and with the color, we got either pale or normal colored with rootless coating. And we talked about that connection with stomach yin deficiency. So now what about pulse? So with the pulse, with large intestine dry, we would find a fine pulse. And what does a fine pulse indicate? Now, a fine pulse can usually indicate blood deficiency. Now, I wouldn't get stuck on that blood deficiency here. Just we have to understand what a fine pulse is. A fine pulse is just a pulse that's thinner than normal. And with large intestine dry, we have a case of a yin substance, a body fluid substance that's being diminished, which is why the pulse will present itself as thinner than normal. Since the pulse reflects the state of qi, it reflects the state of blood, and it reflects the state of yin. So less yin, as is the case for large intestine dry, would result in a fine pulse. So to recap, with large intestine dry, we have dry. We have dry stools, dry mouth, dry throat, dry tongue, and we have a pulse that's fine, that's thin. And the other three manifestations that we have is we have a thin body, foul breath, and dizziness. So with the foul breath, that's actually a really interesting one because usually with a foul odor, that's usually associated with something excess, like heat. Now, this condition, large intestine dry, is an empty condition. So why is there foul breath? So in this case, the foul breath actually comes from food retention because the patient's constipated, or in other words, they're retaining food. So if they have food retention, that food retention can actually present itself with stinky breath or foul breath. Now, with the thin body and the dryness manifestation, this has to do with yin deficiency and body fluid deficiency. Because body fluids are part of yin, right? So deficiency of body fluids and yin overall, that would cause dryness. And dryness is a precursor to yin deficiency. They're all related together. Body fluid deficiency, dryness, yin deficiency, and one can lead to the other. Usually dryness is a precursor for yin deficiency. Body fluid deficiency is basically a mild version of yin deficiency. My point though is that there's chronic fluid deficiency here, right? So that's why there could be a thin body. Because imagine someone who's making weight for the MMA, you know, or making weight to wrestle. They're going to sweat out all their fluids, right? They're going to dry themselves out. So that way they have a thinner, lighter body. So overall, the manifestations of large intestine dry are dry stools, dry mouth, dry throat, dry tongue, thin body, dizziness, and foul breath. Now you can see how large intestine dry is an empty condition. With all these different manifestations, you can see they're deficiency type manifestations that result in dryness. So now that we understand that, our treatment principle is easy to determine then. So a treatment principle for large intestine dry would be to promote fluids in the large intestine. All right, so before we go into the next pattern, here's an actionable practice that you could do to help your brain retain information as you study which if you were focused in on what I was just talking about and you were present with what we were just talking about, or if while you're studying, you're focused in on the material, you understood what you were reading, you were really present, an actionable behavior that can help you with memory retention is to stop right after you're really focused, right after you memorize something, right after you read a paragraph and you're trying to understand it, just stop and do nothing. That's the actionable behavior. Stop and do nothing for just one minute. I literally mean don't do anything. Like you're going to look like a crazy person because you're just doing something and all of a sudden you stop and you stare into space. Like stare into space like you have no thoughts. 
And that's actually been studied that stopping and doing nothing allows your brain to process what you just reviewed. It also allows your brain to consolidate that information and it lets you reinforce learning. Now, the same is true if you're practicing a physical skill. If you're learning a physical skill, stop and then just do nothing because it gives your brain a chance to understand what you just went through. So take a second now. So take a second now, just pause the episode, give yourself a minute to just try and retain, try to process everything that we just went over and come on back. I'll wait. And if you're listening to this podcast still and you didn't pause the episode, you are a rebel and that's okay. I hope at least though that you try to practice the stop and pause method because it is going to help you with your memory. It's going to help you with your retention when you're studying on your own. So with that being said, let's continue on with these patterns. So the next pattern of the empty patterns of the large intestine is large intestine cold. So with large intestine cold, clearly it has to do with cold. So how does one get to large intestine cold? Well, just like large intestine dry, you can be exposed to cold for a long period of time. Or if your stomach area, for example, is exposed and it's hit with cold temperatures, like you're outside with a belly shirt or something, that's a way to cause large intestine cold. Now, another thing that can cause large intestine cold is if you eat too many cold foods, like for example, if you eat raw salads all the time, or you eat things like bananas, watermelons, or if you just drink too much cold water. So with that being said, what are the manifestations of large intestine cold? So we have loose stools, dull abdominal pain, cold limbs, pale urination, and borborygmy, which is a word meaning gurgling stomach noises. Now, these manifestations sound a lot like spleen-yang deficiency, especially cold limbs, right? And that's because spleen-yang deficiency is actually a precursor to large intestine cold. And I know that can be confusing, but let's just slow it down. Large intestine cold can be a precursor to spleen-yang deficiency. In fact, they're precursors to each other, meaning your patient can have large intestine cold. And then over time, that large intestine cold can develop into spleen-yang deficiency. The opposite is also true. Your patient can have spleen-yang deficiency. And over time, that can develop into large intestine cold. So they'll have these manifestations of loose stools, dull abdominal pain, cold limbs, pale urination, borborygmy. Those are manifestations just like spleen-yang deficiency. Now, let's look at the tongue and pulse as well for large intestine cold. Now, with tongue and pulse, we usually will have a pale tongue, and with the pulse, we'll have a deep, weak pulse. Now, with deep, weak pulse, with deep, deep means that the pattern is interior because a deep pulse means deep. You can really feel it near the bone. It's interior. It's an interior pattern. Now, if you combine deep and weak, meaning it's a deep pulse, it's hard to find, it's very deep near the bone, and the amplitude is very weak. It's not very strong. It's forceless. It's very weak. That's how you know it's also yang deficiency. So combine deep and weak, it's yang deficiency. It can be an interior condition, but with the weakness, the force is not there. It's yang deficiency. Now, one thing I think you might have a question about is in the podcast episode before where we went over the full patterns of the large intestine, we had one called cold invading the large intestine. Now here we have one called large intestine cold. Now Machiocha separates these two and puts cold at the end and cold in the beginning. Now the first one, cold invading the large intestine, it's in the previous episode where we reviewed all the full patterns because it is a full pattern. Cold invading the large intestine, it's a full pattern because the cold here is a full cold, meaning 
the manifestations that we see. For example, sudden abdominal pain. That word sudden, that points to it being a full pattern because sudden is an acute thing. It just all of a sudden comes up. It's an acute condition. And acute conditions are full types. Whereas for large intestine cold, it's more of an empty pattern. The pulse is deep. The pulse is weak, meaning it's young deficiency. It's an interior condition. And with large intestine dry, it's a chronic condition. Chronic conditions are empty patterns. Chronic conditions are deficiency patterns. And even the pattern's manifestations, they're more empty in severity. For example, it's dull abdominal pain. Full patterns usually have sharp, severe pains. Here we have dull abdominal pain. We have other deficiency-related manifestations too, like pale urine, cold limbs, and that all stems from spleen yang deficiency. So knowing all of that, we can understand how to treat our patient. We can understand our treatment principle, which in this case, we want to tonify and warm the large intestine and spleen because our patient is cold as a result of deficiency. That's why we want to tonify and warm the large intestine and tonify and warm the spleen. Okay, so now the last pattern of the empty patterns of the large intestine is called collapse of the large intestine. So first, let's talk about the manifestations of collapse of the large intestine because there's a lot of them. And I'm going to mention here again, before we continue, if you're on my email list with each podcast episode, I release a PDF and that's going to help you study the material. And if you download any of the freebies from my website, you automatically get put on the email list and that's going to alert you every time I have a new podcast episode or YouTube episode out. So the manifestations of the collapse of large intestine, which is an empty pattern, are, and as I read them, you should understand for yourself why it's an empty pattern. And I'll also just point out specifically the ones that aren't too obvious. So for the manifestations of collapse of large intestine, we have chronic diarrhea, we have prolapse of the anus, and a prolapse of any organ is a deficiency condition because it's rooted in the spleen. The function of the spleen is to control the ascending of qi, and that's directly related with lifting the organs, meaning keeping your organs where they're supposed to be, your stomach where it's supposed to be, your kidneys where it's supposed to be, also means your anus, that your anus isn't prolapsing. So if there's a prolapse of the anus, that can be because of a deficiency of the spleen, a deficiency of the function of the spleen's function of raising qi and lifting the organs and keeping them in place. Now, the other manifestations are for collapse of the large intestine, hemorrhoids, tiredness after bowel movements. For this one, if you're already depleted, you're empty, You have a bowel movement. You're expending energy. You're releasing when you're already deficient. You're operating on fumes. So that's a clear sign that's a deficiency condition if you're weaker after bowel movement or tired after bowel movement. Another manifestation is cold limbs, no appetite, mental exhaustion, desire to drink warm liquids, desire to have the abdomen massaged. That's another deficiency manifestation. If someone hates massages, it could mean that they're in excess meaning they have too much already. And you massaging them, it's adding more. It's going to make them uncomfortable. If someone's deficient, they need more. They're deficient. They want more. So they're going to love the massage. So now, what kind of tongue and pulse are we going to see in someone with collapse of the large intestine? So for the tongue, we're going to see a pale tongue. And for the pulse, we're going to see a deep, fine, and weak pulse. And that's because with a deep pulse, we we already reviewed before that a deep pulse means that it's an interior condition. A fine pulse means that it's blood deficiency, and a weak pulse also means that it's either yang deficiency or blood deficiency. And you get this type of pulse because with collapse of large intestine, 
it stems from the sinking of spleen chi. It also stems from long-standing spleen, stomach, and large intestine chi deficiency. So your patient can get to collapse of the large intestine because they're already experiencing chronic spleen chi deficiency, chronic stomach chi deficiency, and chronic large intestine chi deficiency. And that just means that large intestine collapse isn't something that happens overnight. It happens over time. It's an amalgamation of spleen, stomach, and large intestine chi deficiency. And with spleen chi deficiency, that can usually lead to spleen chi sinking, which then leads to large intestine collapse. And that's why we get these manifestations like prolapsed anus, chronic diarrhea. That's because of the spleen chi sinking. The other manifestations that we saw before have a lot to do with spleen chi and spleen yang deficiency. For example, cold limbs, desire to drink warm fluids. Those are yang deficiency type manifestations. So knowing all of that, what is our treatment principle? Because we see what the roots are. We have spleen chi deficiency, stomach chi deficiency, spleen chi sinking. So our treatment principle is to tonify the spleen and the stomach. Our treatment principle is to raise that chi. So as an exam question maker, no matter the pattern, we have options in our armory of question types that we can ask. For example, based on the patterns that we discussed today, someone can ask us questions like, how did the patient or how can the pattern be caused? For example, large intestine dry. It can be caused by dry weather. It can be caused by poor eating habits because it affects the stomach. It injures yin. Stomach is the origin of fluid. So if there's injury to the origin of fluids, that can lead to large intestine dry. An exam question maker can also ask us questions on the manifestations of all these patterns. Or they can make us determine the pattern based on the manifestations that they put in the question. Or an exam question maker can ask us to determine the pattern based on the tongue and the pulse. Or they can give us the pattern and the manifestations and ask us to choose the treatment principle. So there's a lot of different ways an exam question maker can ask us about the material. And I hope this episode helped you understand the empty patterns of the large intestine and all the different ways someone can create a board exam question based on the material. And with that brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and make sure please you subscribe to me on YouTube, follow me on Instagram so you don't miss any of my happenings. And if you haven't gotten on the email list, head over right now to www.studyaccuwithme.com so you can get yourself on that list and you can receive notifications in your inbox of future episodes, as well as the material that I'm going to send you to help you study for the board exam. All right, everyone. So until next time, God bless and happy studying.